everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. He rocked the media world and masses at large with his best-selling, God and Donald Trump, an insider's look at the historic presidential election of 2016 and the impact evangelicals played in bringing about just that. As a follow-up in his latest just-released Trump Aftershock, the president's seismic impact on culture and faith in America, my next guest brings it home, and in a way that explains the mystery for some, the outrage for others, but in the end a victory that cannot be denied, and the spiritual component at the core of it all. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony, always an honor, publishing giant and founder of Charisma Magazine and Charisma Media, a veteran journalist and best-selling author who for the past 40 years traveled to more than 50 countries and interviews with four presidents including Donald J. Trump, has earned him, and rightly so, one of Time Magazine's most influential evangelicals in America today, with the presidential thumbs up for God and Donald Trump, and now, the aftershock. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Stephen E. Strang. Stephen, welcome to Testimony. Well, thank you. It's a privilege to be on with you today. Well, it's great to have you back here, sir. Let's get right to it. Talk about just three of President Trump's most significant achievements and promises kept, your view. Well, this is the whole basis of Aftershock. You know, we believe that his election was an earthquake that no one saw coming. And the achievements that have happened since then are like Aftershock. So the three biggest to me would be moving the embassy to Jerusalem, that's significant for me as a Christian. Uh, the booming economy is important to all Americans, of course, which include the tax cuts and getting some things going the right way with trade deficits. And then what I call in the, in the book, uh, Trump Aftershock, muscular diplomacy, where instead of letting countries walk all over the United States and us paying their defense bills and everything else, you know, he's getting... South Korea and Saudi Arabia and places like that to pay for us defending them and also getting Kim Jong-un to the negotiating table. These are all aftershocks, but there's also aftershocks on the other side, too. And the negative reaction, which you actually kind of referred to a minute ago, those who oppose Trump, especially on the far left, have almost come unglued. And it's just that they oppose anything and everything that he does. There's been civil unrest in many parts of the country, and we could go on, but I believe that those are aftershocks that keep happening after the earthquake of his election, where he defeated who I personally consider the most corrupt person ever to run for president, and that was Hillary Clinton. So I believe that God, uh, you know, even though Donald Trump's not perfect in any way, I believe that God answered prayers that our country was headed in the wrong direction, and now I believe it's going in the right direction. Amen and amen. How deep is the, quote, deep state 
And how were you able to uncover that distinction? Well, I didn't come up with the term the deep state, but, you know, all of us have sort of been aware that there was something going on. I mean, whether Democrats were in or Republicans were in, things were kind of uh, the same way. First of all, it seemed like we were losing a lot of our rights. The country was going further and further left. Uh, Republicans would run as conservatives and uh, govern as liberals. It it was kind of like the bureaucracy in Washington and the intelligence community and the Pentagon were kind of running things regardless of Congress and and the president. And then, of course, there's all these conspiracy theories, and you never really know who to believe. But it was just like there was this sense that something was very, very wrong. And someone coined the term the deep state, and Donald Trump kind of exposed this, and he kind of made it mainstream in a way. You know, I think that all of this unrest with the FBI and the CIA, we would have never known any of this was going on if Hillary Clinton had been elected. But yet, virtually everyone, everyone that wrote an email or a text message, they were all anti-Trump and all pro-Hillary. And you'd think that our law enforcement agencies in our country would be neutral and, and, you know, the country split pretty much 50-50 Democrat-Republican. But the bureaucracy and the deep state is just overwhelmingly liberal, and not only liberal, but sometimes uh, far left. And it's very, very disconcerting. For my book, The Trump Aftershock, I interviewed Governor Mike Huckabee, who I have a lot of respect for, Mm -hmm. and he said that uh, he saw that the voters didn't want to send someone to Washington to fix it. They wanted to send someone to burn it down. (laughs) And, of course, that's hyperbole, but the idea was... Let's just get rid of a lot of this stuff that's bad and in a manner of speaking and start over. And, you know, I go into all this in some depth in the book. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Stephen E. Strang, a best-selling author of God and Donald Trump, and now his latest, Trump Aftershock. So, Stephen, talk about now the spiritual warfare aspect of this presidency and why prayer, perhaps, might be our most effective weapon. Can you expound? Well, that's a great question. You know, we see things in our country as sort of Republican and Democrat or conservative and liberal, maybe left and right. But it's a lot deeper than that. I believe that it's actually between good and evil. And the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And most uh, secular people are sort of clueless about this. And a lot of Christians don't even really believe it. But I try to bring in the spiritual aspect of what's going on and help people to understand that really we have to pray against these principalities and powers that I believe are trying to bring our country down because our country has been a bulwark of freedom, making it possible for Christian missionaries to go around the world and improving the lives of many people around the world. And if America becomes socialistic or becomes just like any other country, who is going to defend freedom? Who is going to defend religious liberty? President Trump has done more to defend religious liberty than any president I know. I mean, just recently he got a a Christian missionary named Andrew Brunson who was being held in Turkey, and uh, President Trump got him out partly because he made it a major international issue and put these very severe sanctions against Turkey, who is one of our NATO allies, 
because they wouldn't release him. And when they did that, their stock market plummeted, and it really got their attention, and they released him. I mean, it was a religious liberty thing. They accused him of being a terrorist, but what he did was he was sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in a Muslim country. He had been doing it for years. But, you know, they decided to charge him, and he was innocent of all these charges that they held him in prison. This is just one example of many of where he has promoted uh, religious freedom. You've answered a couple of my questions in just that statement that you beautifully reiterated now. You've interviewed four presidents to date, including Donald J. Trump. What, in your view, makes his presidency different from all the others and perhaps the most crucial in our lifetime, Pastor Brunson, his release, a miracle, or a promise kept, or both. But he's been a president, Stephen Strang, that has kept his word. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of that and why that has garnered such confidence in the American people? We've had a lot of presidents who said one thing when they were writing and something else when they were in. With him, he's a disruptor, and that's what we've needed, because the country's been heading in the wrong direction, and he's disrupting things. This is why people who are in power, who have had it their way for so long, the media and academia and so forth, hate him so much because he's shaking things up, and I admire him for that. I think that it's good for the country, and I think Americans are beginning to see that he is changing things. I mean, recently, he started talking about the Fed. None of the presidents even talk about the Fed. It's like the Fed's more powerful than the presidency. And about uh, the budget deficits, which are scary. In fact, I go into quite a bit in my book, Trump Aftershock, about just how humongous the deficits are. And those are going to be birds that are going to come home to roost at some point. You know, Donald J. Trump just recently asked his cabinet members each to cut their budgets by 5%. Well, that will end up as billions and billions of dollars. You know, he's a businessman. He's an outsider. We needed an outsider, somebody who didn't know the way that Washington was supposed to run, somebody who didn't care if people attacked him. You know, he seems to thrive on that. You know, most people, it would just crush them entirely. Um, but he seems to like it. I, you know, he seems to come alive. You know, you wonder sometimes the things with his personality. You know, he's a little bit over the top. But, you know, that's why he's also so effective is because he's over the top. And he's, you know, I'd like to tell people that I believe he's playing chess. A lot of the things, a lot of the moves he does, we don't see because he's playing chess. He's saying three, four, five moves down the line. And most people are playing checkers, you know, one little square at a time. And a lot of the things that look really stupid, like when he called Kim Jong-un little rocket man, some of the pundits are saying, oh, we're going to have nuclear war and all that kind of stuff. Well, no. He got his attention, and, and he actually got him to the negotiating table, and all these missile tests and stuff that were happening practically every week have stopped, and it remains to be seen. They keep their word about disarming, but I believe that they will. Amen and amen. Last question. Will it be a Trump presidency in 2020? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I really think it will be. In fact, I have an interview with the president coming up, and I'm going to ask him about that and ask him about his second term. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to award-winning journalist, best-selling author, and founder of Charisma Magazine and Charisma Media, Stephen E. Strang, whose latest follow-up to his best-selling God and Donald Trump, 
Trump Aftershock, The President's Seismic Impact on Culture and Faith in America is a must-read. You can learn more about Stephen Strang and Charisma Media by visiting Charisma Mag or CharismaMedia.com and get his book, Trump Aftershock, at Amazon.com, TrumpAftershock.com, or wherever books are sold. You will be blessed that you did. Mr. Strang, it has been a joy once again having you share your expert analysis and thoroughly researched work in your latest must-read, Trump Aftershock, a brilliant analysis of the aftermath of the election of our 45th president of these United States and the relentless evil unleashed to tear down his presidency and all those who dare to support it. The judicial terrorism unleashed on the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh is but one example in a long list of the left's attempt to delay, destroy, and defame what God has ordained. They failed. Your book, Trump Aftershock, makes clear the battle lines that have been drawn, not right versus left, but good versus evil, and our response as Bible-believing Christians, Americans, and patriots to know the difference. We thank you, and God bless you. Well, thank you. I've done lots and lots of media interviews, and you're one of the very best interviewers, so thank you very much. Thank you for that. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Gensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.